Black, Educated, and Broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip-hop, headlines, and all things ATL into the success of Black millennials in the Black culture. All righty. Oh, 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 wait a minute. 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 Slow it down. Hey, first of all, you are a guest. I'm a guest. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. We love you. But slow down. Slow down. Whoa. You are not driving this bus. Thank you, Q. Thank you. I was like, wait a minute. Did she she open up the show? Let me first put my seatbelt on. Let me sit Yeah, please. You're on the (laughs) window, too. Stop You are are open up, but you ain't the host. Slow down. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Y'all know she got that forehead. She like to be head of shit. Oh, Oh, my God. Let me sit back. Head of the class. (laughs) <laughs> oh man! Well, well, first of all, well, first of all, Ron and Aurelia last week's show, I definitely enjoyed. I saw another side of Ron. Ron growing up, too. He, uh, yeah, he only act when he only act when me and you on. But when that's he by himself, trying to take the back seat. Now we know. I mean, you gonna, yeah, gonna step it up? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Aurelia, welcome to another episode of Black Educated the Bro. You always a big time supporter, but uh. Finally, on on board with it. On board with it. It's, it's about something. time. I know. How many years? Nobody's replacing. That's, that's, okay, that's, I didn't know. She said on board. I need to be knowing so, what's so going no, on. Nobody uh, is getting replaced. But you know, we've we've been talking about just this revamp uh, since the beginning of this year, and yeah. doing things a little bit differently. Of course, uh, we brought to last show that Maya's. Uh, schedule is allowing her she's gonna do a little bit more events and social but her schedule doesn't allow her to record with us so hey you know we gotta keep things moving and uh randy reached out to this that's our little sister from radio but of course that's osara as well and um aurelia she got the chops for it she 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 good at what she do we just gotta see if she can hang with all of us see, her and randy there you go. might be there one thing I don't know. Now she hanging with all the brothers, so. But she don't deal with us. She don't deal with us on events. She should be all right. I don't know. We yeah. get a little more wild on the on our, <laughs> you know what our, I'm our podcast. We'll, we'll see. We'll bet you out. We'll see if you can hang with the big dogs just on the porch. We're um, definitely gonna see. But uh, with further ado, uh, really, I'm gonna have you do what Randy does. Randy used does this introduction. Uh, but we got a special guest uh, joining us early. Usually we come in and do some banter, this, that, and third, but it's like, why not get to it? First of all, we just had, you know, something major uh, uh, last week that uh, yes, I don't think we, we got did. to it was on our social media, but the first African-American, or if you say the term black, uh, female uh, justice for the Supreme Court. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, without further ado, we have an attorney on with us today. And y'all told me that we was off air, and I was like Attorney Blount. I was calling her her name that the judge gonna say in the courtroom, yes. and she told me mm-hmm. no. Y'all was like just call her. She was like, oh, my name's Samita. Or you call just her call me. So what did you call me? Samita. <laughs> you do not. She was family. We ain't gotta be all uh, uptight. Formal, yeah. I'm not. Listen, she might, she might be the next. Uh, she might be next judge or something. I just want, I just want her to have my respect. Hey, that I don't mean she ain't. She ain't future. invited to the cookout. She, she I didn't say she was invited to the cookout. I, I, what I'm saying, I might need her for future reference. You know, because Governor Kemp just signed the bill, so you know people about to get a little lit. George, I'm just saying. They already I need a that. good attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, uh, how more, much more can it get lit in Atlanta? Oh, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's already the Wild West out here, boy. I'll be right. cautious Absolutely. with my road rage, boy. These people be tripping. Well, my sister, welcome to Black Educated and Broke. I want uh, Aurelia to do what, like I said, Randy, Randy usually does this big thing. She, she has to read your intro, and then she put her own sound effects in it. So I'm going to let Aurelia read your bio and put her own sound. All right, now we have um, attorney Sanita Blunt, 
my oh-so-pretty soror, Sunita. She is an attorney located in Atlanta, Georgia. She specializes in protecting the intellectual property and assets of those within the sports, entertainment, and creative spaces. Rather, it's a contract, wage, dispute, tenant agreement, or business information, which we all do need. Affectionately, she is known to prepare and serve various needs for our current and future clients. She's known as a squeak. Esquire. Did I Esquire. Say that right? Esquire. Esquire. I love that. Esquire. Her passion for her community drives her business forward as evident in her performance of pro bono services for various organizations throughout the Atlanta metro area. She's a native of Chicago, Illinois. Attorney Blunt strives to uplift her community, focusing on representing African-Americans and women founded in businesses, brands, and organizations. She is a multi-faceted legal advocate with a fresh and ethical approach to the field of law. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, and we do have upcoming work. She is working on legal issues for music clients and small businesses. Now, you know, that's big in Atlanta. So we can't wait to dig in deep and um, get started with this interview with Attorney Blunt. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a round Hi. of applause. Thank you guys Woo. for having me. Black Girl Magic. Oh, absolutely. Woo. Well, first of all, definitely Black Girl Magic. And so I'm gonna go ahead and just start it off. Uh, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson, how does that make you feel? I mean, it's, it's you know, it's certain things that you just don't think you're going to see in your lifetime. One is the pandemic. Sure. <laughs> That's going to affect all of our kids and the generations after them. Two, I first black African-American male president. Now, first black African-American female justice. And it's like, it's certain things that you're just like, wow, I we're not too far removed from segregation. And it's like, it's crazy like how far we've come in such a short amount of time and how much respect we've garnered. Not just to be an African-American in that position, but to be just a person in that position. And so it was just really amazing. And I love the way she handled everything and handled um, the ridiculous questions and the good questions. Um, and I think that, I I'm glad though, that this president got to put her in because um, we saw what happened with the last president. Um, so, you know, I I'm, I'm ecstatic that we were able to get someone in for us before the next president takes seat. Yeah, it I was uh, definitely that. a hard, a hard fall journey for her as far as sitting in on these hearings. Um, you know, so I, I, I saw like, plenty of posts with people complaining about the way that she was being talked to and treated. Um, and I thought it was actually very despicable how they treated her. Not only her, but people, period. Like, when they did Amy Comey Barrett, Granted, I don't believe they was on her as hard, but she faced some difficult and disrespectful questions as well. But our our senators, our congregate are, I think they need to redo how they do that completely. Nobody should have to go through a grueling, like it's an interview, I get it. You have to ask questions, but the level of disrespect that somebody has to endure and, and then eat crow coming from these white men and women who don't agree with whatever they think you are as a person. They don't even know you. Like, I don't know. I don't think anybody else should have to go through that. They, like, they don't like the party ridiculous. that picked them. That's what, that's what happened. Even with, no, it uh, is. That, and they were trying to get Barrett. back at the Democrats for how they did their person. Right. I'm about yeah. to but say, that's, that's so, exactly that's what it is. That's exactly wrong. what it is. It's a, it's a party. Yeah. It's not yeah. even yeah. a person in particular. And then you got to federalized. The, these are just like with the music industry. The old guards are still there. Until you get the old guards out, you, you you're never gonna have a fresh approach to anything because they still stuck in their ways from however many years ago. So you you can't even uh, like Cory Booker. You, you you someone young you know young like him. You you if you don't have people like that that's fresh, innovative, know what's the on the post of the community. All them old guards. 
they gonna act that way because they come they from do. racism. They come from racism and segregation. They so, do, and that's that's the the weird part. Now I applaud him for what he said to her. I wish he would take would have taken it a step further though and checked them. Like they have the power in there really to say what we want to say to each other at work, but we can't say it. But they can actually say, "Hey, you know, you out of line. You wrong." Like I think he could have checked Ted Cruz. He could have checked uh, um, Lindsey Graham and the other lady. He could have said something to them and then gave her her props for how she's handled things and gone um, with the three days of ruling interviewing. But you, you know, know what I tell people sometimes let your status and let who you are speak for itself. So sometimes it's not even needed because what's important is that she is now a Supreme Court justice. So that's what you just shove in their face. So you don't have yeah. to always address everything. Some battles aren't worth fighting. I am which I, I tell I tell that yeah. to people all the time. That's one battle I probably would have put the gloves on. Though. I am just <laughs> <say that. laughs> we we got to do something about this. This ain't that's not going. Yeah, I mean you know like I said, until you get those old guards out, you know what I'm saying? They they yeah. like I said, they come from racism, so that's all they know. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, you are into uh, entertainment and sports, legal side, correct? Yes. Okay, so you got to break that down. So, you know, we think lawyers, a lot of times we think of criminal lawyers, um, but this is a different side of uh, the judicial system. Break down how you got into that and how it works for you. Any clients or, you know, just okay. let us know how it is. I'm so glad that you started with what you said, where you said that we're so used to seeing lawyers in a certain capacity in the legal system, because that's funny. I always tell people, when it comes to us civil lawyers, um, because this is technically um, the civil side. So like, I think you're saying that most of the people know them in the criminal side or right. a judge or a defense counsel or a prosecutor. And then especially from watching stuff like uh, Power and, you know, exactly. uh, Law and Order SVU. And, you know, people good. are used to seeing <laughs> that, you know, lawyers just prosecuting or defending or being a defendant, defender of people in, you know, high places for Correct. actual crimes though. So in civil law, I tell people it's funny because we're on the other side. You got criminal, you know, you can commit a crime criminally, you can commit a crime civilly. I say it's so funny to me, those criminal crimes, that lawyer that's coming in that office and tell you, okay, I can help you get your son out. It's $25,000 up front retainer. People don't care who they got to rob, steal and kill to get it, they gonna get it. But you, us on this side, uh-uh, it's always an issue or argument with it. And I'm like, everybody like you fell to realize because they think on the criminal side, they like is at hand. You know what I'm saying? So they gonna find that money. But over on our side, they think what you are offering isn't in court. So that leads me into, you know, what I specifically do. So I practice civil law. I do not practice criminal. I've never had an interest in criminal. Um, I do, however, litigate meaning because most criminal attorneys are litigators, uh, which means they're either, you know, a prosecution, defense, et cetera. But I do litigate, but only for my certain type of cases and only um, for special reasons. I am purely though a transaction attorney. So I'm a civil transactional attorney with specialty area. So I have always loved sports. I have always loved music. I have always wanted to be a lawyer since I was probably in elementary school and when I got into law school I you know so you when law school is completely different than people think it is you know you think uh they, they don't teach you how to practice law they teach you how to learn and write the law for the bar exam so you know when you get in law school some people change up the type of law they want to do you know based on like our classes and stuff that we take so, you know, we took, I took all the basic classes and I made sure that, so my emphasis was on like contract. I was on the um, transactional negotiation team. I was in the sports and entertainment club um, at the law school. And so I, I took IP. So I, I still made sure I took those things so that I can see how they are done. And if I still was interested and I still was. Um, and criminal still didn't come across because even reading some of those cases, I, I, I can't do it. Those abuse cases and those things like that, I'm just not doing yeah. that. Um, Where'd you go so, to law school? 
Have so I went to law school downtown um, in Atlanta, Atlanta's on Marshall. So I've been in Atlanta for about okay. eight or nine years now. Um, you official. Um, you ATL. You official. <laughs> you know, that's what people tell me. And it's funny because some people say, you sure you're not from Atlanta? I can hear your accent. Then some people be like, no, I hear something else in your accent. And then, you know, I tell them where I'm from. But some people say, no, I think you sound like them now. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know, because I, you know, I have cousins and family here, and my family's originally from the South, so I'm like, okay. I don't think I sound like them, because I know how to Everybody <laughs> from the Midwest, all y'all country, we love y'all. Oh, oh, love yeah. First of all, uh, we are not, we are not country. <laughs> no, definitely well, aren't. Y'all, y'all, y'all do some country <laughs> stuff. I've seen your uncle's drift, baby. Anybody in Detroit, uh, you see that? Oh, Chicago, baby, don't, no, Detroit, uh, don't, do, don't ever, ever. Oh, no, Chicago don't link Detroit and Chicago Detroit. together. Yeah, so, they do not. Not ever. That's well, the you know what? Listen, so you the gospel music, the gospel way. music people from them cities get along. And them the most countryest uncles I've ever seen. I don't want to And you fairly wow. realize them people all are from the South. But what I'm trying to tell you is, don't loop the way people in Detroit do anything connected to Chicago. Because they are two <laughs> different ways of life. Don't try to do that. Albertina, Albertina Walker loved the Park Soup. She's from Chicago and the so, Park Soup from Detroit. Don't do that. Uh, don't do that. Nuh-uh. Uh-uh, honey. <laughs> well, are you able to science? give an example of how you would do, because, for example, like, one of a good scene in the New Edition movie when the young boys, they had a contract. So would it be an example uh -huh. like like that as an entertainment lawyer, the moms quickly signed a contract. And I always say all the time, this is why black people need, need to have a good lawyer because at the end of the movie, they show how they were going through all these funds, blaming um, whoever, it was their uncle, but it was, they were so excited. So would you fall under new entertainers, new people getting into the music industry, just excited, like if they have one hit wonders. Um, I just feel like it's so important for even lawyers you like yourself. Can you re-explain the scene again? I that was so, so long the, ago. So I the, I don't... Scene, the scene was they got a they got a deal. And the the moms, they they were so excited, they didn't even read it. That was one thing that I noticed. I was like, they were just so excited, they didn't even read their contract. And I see it a lot in a lot of the biopics with um African American biopics. They do not read their contracts. They get so excited because it's like they are, they're getting offered an amount of money and then they sign the contract. And then at the mm -hmm. end, you always hear the yeah, story yeah. like CLC, it's always the same repetitive story of like, oh, well, why why didn't we know that this? And it's always, by the time they make it so big, you hear the story of like, oh, well, it was in your contract that you have to pay for this, you have to pay for that. So I just think that it's really important to educate even some of the young, entertainers of why it's important before you even start putting music out there why you need an entertainment entertainment lawyer um okay yeah so that uh segues into you know like i said i continued on and i started practicing and interning in this specific type of law and that example is a prime example of why i am in this type of law um you know when we think about our community, um, we think about most of the time um, us giving back or reaching back to ensure that we are cutting down the um, school to prison pipeline. Um, and we're also, you know, teaching the youth that, you know, is more than, than games and selling drugs, and et cetera. So we, we mostly think of sometimes it in the criminal aspect is how we can help our community. But on the civil side, I tell people, I've always wanted to help us because I feel like if we had certain access to the law, which my firm provides, that we will be equipped with the tools to handle certain things. So for example, the new edition movie, uh, prime example, it's hard when you are so excited and I mean, you are ecstatic, excited, you know, a big record label is, you know, wanting to sign you or a big management company, you know, and especially when you're young. Oh, come on now. We all been young. Anybody offer us, uh, shoot, at about 15, 14, 16, you offer us $2,000 or something, you're excited because you, you know, you're only 15 or 16. So, um, and you made a good point because they were, you know, minors, they, like you said, their parents, and that's a good point too, their parents had to sign the contract because they're minors. Um, but parents are the same way. If they don't know or no one has given them the information, 
they are just trying to ensure that their kids are protected and make sure they know what they're getting into with their kids. But that doesn't necessarily know they mean know the exact terms. The most important things in a contract are the terms. The terms, the parties, the consideration, which is normally money for service, and um, the clause, the breach of contract clause. Um, because those are important because one, the parties, you need to make sure that when you sign a contract that you're only signing with whomever party you are signing with because you could be signing your life away to most people. Um, when I say terms, you need to look at those terms. To go back to the new edition example, I don't remember exactly what happened, but just I can just give you a, I can give you a, a, a good guesstimate of what happened. Um, when you sign those terms, baby, you 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 could be signing away publishing. You could be saying you only get one cent on a dollar for royalty. Literally, mm-hmm. you giving away your name, your likeness. Um, you in a. a, a concrete 20 year contract you know with this label and you got to make 20 hours 30 hours you know right you know something crazy so those terms are very important um and then consideration the money you have to always look at the money and see how you're being valued Mm -hmm. and what leverage you have to negotiate that value and if you are a uh, new addition, and I know they were just starting out, but you're this hot team group and, and you're getting a lot of feedback and you're getting a lot of, you have leverage to say, oh no, we we could go over to, you know, Sony, we can go over to, you know, whomever, uh, Motown, we can go here, we can go there. You know, you use that to your advantage. And then when I say the breach of contract, you need to make sure that in those clauses, there's a way for you to get out without breaching your contract. Yeah. Um, because that then becomes the problem. So let's say they did sign it, what well, they did, not let's say, they did sign <laughs> a contract. If somewhere down the line, if they wanted to uh, be like, oh, you know what? We finally got lawyers and managers and this contract not right. Let me see what I gotta do to get out of it. There you go. If they at least had a good way to get out of the contract, it wouldn't have been so bad with them signing the original, you know? So I've always felt like um, we're so talented in so many ways and, and people know that and try to take advantage. Yes. yes and when I say the old guard, I mean in the entertainment industry too, whether it's it, music, movies, um, these people are still there and they still are willing to exploit us for their, for their benefit. Mm-hmm. So, I want people to come to me beforehand. And I tell people, it's cheaper to pay me on the front side than on the back side. Mm-hmm. So, you, from anything from starting a business, I know everybody like, you know, LLC Twitter is what I call it. Go out and get you a building in the LLC with your taxes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's cute. And, you know, LLC and tax Twitter always got, you know, some good advice. Um, But you need to make sure that you're protected and that you are knowledgeable of what you're getting into. Whether you're starting an LLC or a corporation or you're starting a partnership. One thing that I am finding more and more often and a lot of my clients are, in Georgia, you don't have to have a written contract to form a partnership. So what happens is people get, you know, this my best friend, we finna start a food truck, we good to go. We, you know, we best friends. I done known her since kindergarten. I tell everybody, everything is good when ain't no money involved. Exactly. But now when that food truck take off like Slutty <laughs> D, now all it's gonna become an issue. Everything's a problem. So with no written contract, yeah, you, you legally are forming a partnership, but you don't have no terms. So you don't know who get what, who put in what, who bought what, you know? Cause now y'all worth a million dollars. And so now it's the issue. So, you know, I try to tell people, you know, even with small businesses, I know sometimes, you know, the like I was saying at the beginning about the criminal attorney being 25,000, 
you know, I know that that's also a, you know, stereotype with lawyers is that we're expensive. And it's not that, I'm not saying that we aren't, and some of us are more expensive than others. What I'm saying is, I'm sure that you can find someone or some way, because we do have, also we have legal aid programs. I, I do a lot of uh, Georgia um, Lawyers for the Arts. I, I, I actually have two cases with that. And there are people that are, one of them is a musician, one of them is a, uh, doing a fashion show. Try your best, even if you can't afford an actual lawyer, look up the, you know, pro bono organizations in your area that might help you with that. When that's, and that's, I mean that with anything. Like you, you can look up pro bono for landlord tenant, uh, wage disputes, you know, a contract, um, a will, you know. And so then on the flip side, if you want to actually put somebody on your case that you're actually, you know, going to have from now on, because um, when we do the pro bono, we're just volunteering for that time, and then you might get switched to somebody else to come back. So if you want your actual attorney, you know, call around, ask somebody you know, because a lot of my clients come from referrals. So that's how you know that somebody you know know an attorney, and they're gonna put you in good hands, or at least um, get you to the right person. And when you get to that person like me, because I want us to have access to the law, you know, I offer payment plans. I offer to work with you. I offer flat fees because- Okay, Klarna, Klarna attorney. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. You know what, that's funny. Like one of our um, one of our uh, CRM programs now is offering some type of payment thing. I'm like, everybody ain't got on the payment wave. Everybody, uh, sure. Get it how you live. To, from the gas stations, right, to the, uh, to the, back, to the office everything. management program. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, when I think about things like that, like, you know, the new edition story, the TLC story, or the Tony Braxton story, or, you know, Escape, or, uh, you know. The list goes the list, on. The list goes on. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, a lot of those are big names, you know, Atlanta stars. Um, it starts with the fact that, one, they were young. Some of them don't have stable parents. Some of them do have parents, but that doesn't mean that their parents are knowledgeable. Two, they had this amazing talent that all of a sudden exploded and no one, you know, knew it was going to explode. Because, you know, parents put their kids in a lot of stuff and let their kids do things. They don't know, you know, that my child going to be the next uh, TLC or the next uh, uh, Escape or, you know what I'm saying, or, or Sierra. So, <laughs> you know, it, it happened so fast. So that, that's the second thing. It happens so fast that you you almost don't feel prepared. And so you're just trying to make sure you, A, get your child in the best best situation situation you can. And then, B, you want to be signed and want to be, you know, popular and want to mm -hmm. go start doing concerts and putting out albums and, you know, having interviews and going on tour and stuff. And, and you know, being on, uh, seeing celebrities, other celebrities, you know. So, and then three, you know, People know that, and I keep saying people, but I mean a certain type of people know that you're excited and know that you're young or know that you don't know, so they take advantage of that. I'm listening to Black Educated and Broke. So I've always, whether in sports or entertainment, wanted to be someone who helped whatever talent you have, who helped you transition from um, being just that. I don't want to say that's awesome. You, you literally- I don't want to say average. I just was gonna ask you, so where do you see, like wrapping up, like where do you see yourself going forward? And you just answered it. You said just the youth and I, I literally saw you going into, there's plenty of acting classes. There's plenty of young kids out there. So I feel like investing in a good lawyer and basically you telling us all this, I, I see that as your next step. So just wrapping up, you kind of answered it, but is there anything else you want to add to that? Um, just um, you know, I just well, like you said, I'm I'm all, I'm taking new clients, and you know, just just do your research as best you can, and especially when it comes to signing your name to anything. That's my biggest takeaway. Please don't sign your name to anything if you really do not understand what is going on. You might think That's you understand, small. but the smallest term or word in that contract. Like can hurt you, hurt you, uh-huh, and can hurt you in the long run. So, yeah. you know, it's just, just, it's so sad. I said, have you heard of the saying, they said, if you ever want to hide, hide something from a, you can just put it in a book, because they say we don't yeah. read these scams. And, I cannot and, stand that term, but it's unfortunately, 
it's, you know, it, it's unfortunate. It's part, you know, not all of us, but it's partially true. And then, you know, I, like I said, coming from where we came from, you know, some of it is, you know, just uh, generational. And yeah. we still are trying to break some of those curses, you know? So yeah. we, we, we still have come a long way, like you said, with um, the first African-American female justice and 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 uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, hiring um, mm-hmm. his mom, you know, as the first female black agent, which is wonderful. Um, his stepmom, not his mom, but either way, it's his mom. Um, you know, doing things like he did, that is what we need to do. Start putting it back into the community. And you, even you doing this is is giving back to the community, informing us. So we thank you so much just for those gems and dropping knowledge, even within a short period of time. I know we can go on and on and on, um, but we appreciate you and we thank you so much. I know we can go on. And on. I and know, on. yeah, and I can always, come, I can always come back. Y'all have a topic, a specific topic you want me to talk about. I can always come back. It, yeah, we'll, have you, we'll definitely have you back to come on. Yeah, I, I want to do, do a whole show with just you. So before you get up out of here, though, please let the people know where they can find you. Drop your social media, uh, how they can contact you. And uh, we will definitely circle back and get you on for your own show. There's so much more I know mm-hmm. you can um, sure. Like I said, thank you guys. I love to do things like this. I love what you guys are doing and I am so happy you invited me. Um, and like you said, we can go on and I can too, because I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> and they like, and people are like, oh, that's why I know you're lawyer. You talk a lot. Yeah, but I talk a lot in general, even if I wasn't. <laughs> but on Instagram, you can find me at Esquire, that's E-S-Q-U-I-H-E-R underscore. I have a Twitter, same name. Um, I'm trying to, you know, the people are telling me I got to get into this Twitter, so I'm going to try to get into it, but I try to stop, not be focused on too many social media apps. That's why I'm not on TikTok. It's um, hard. And then, I, and then I also have a blog, and I need to update it where I, you know, do different things like uh, concert, you know, updates, or I review concerts, or I review uh, special events that are happening that were specifically catered to us, so anything melanin, so it's on Instagram, it's Overload of Melanin, um, and the blog is called Melanin Overload, and we have a Facebook as well. And if you want to reach out to me to set up a consultation, if you are listening to this podcast, you can actually book a free consultation, and that is a $450 value. Um, and reach me at S as in Sam, N as in B, Nancy, B as in boy, 1128 at gmail.com. That's SMB1128 at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to my assistant at assistant S as a Sam, N as a Nancy, B as a boy, assistant SMB at gmail.com. And yeah, so reach out to me and take advantage of that free consultation. Perfect. That's Perfect. awesome. Thank you. We're going to take a, a quick break. Uh, we are wrapping up with uh, attorney Sunita Blunt Esquire. Uh, when we come back, we do have another interview coming up, but you got to stay tuned to see who it is and what they're going to talk about. So keep it locked right here on Black Educated and Broke. Do you have a business that needs a social media makeover? Or perhaps you just simply do not have the time to run your business and manage your social presence. Allow Randy O PNR to take the wheel. From posting content to engaging with customers, Randy O PNR will seamlessly handle all of your social media needs. For a list of all of their services, go to www.randyopnr.com or check them out on social media at Randy O PNR. Take the worrying out of and allow the experts at Radio PNR to handle it for you. You can listen to Black Educated and Broke on Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Player FM, and SoundCloud. Yo, yo, yo! What it do, Schooly Done Daughter? And right now you listen to Black Educated and Broke. Get you some money. All right, we back right here on Black Educated and Broke, Aurelia. Mike, you didn't you just you tell her? <laughs> you jumping ahead of the game. What did we tell you at the beginning of the show? You, this is your audition now. This is Jeez. your audition. Just know that I'm ready. I see. We know you're ready. We, we wouldn't have brought you in if we know you weren't ready. But you said, don't jump the coast. Don't jump the host now. Don't you jump the red, host. Even. You know she what I'm saying? Put her, her forehead, make her go my in. Seat, I'm putting my seatbelt back on. 
sitting back in the back seat while y'all you, go ahead and take it away. Get you in your boots. Car seat. Get you in your boots. The car seat. seat. Yeah. That ain't gonna fit in no car seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man. Great, great uh, interview we just had with uh, Attorney Blop. But we about to keep this show rolling. Uh, we limited all our extra talk, but we acted good this time. The last time Randy was out, he said folks was acting bad. So now we gonna be good. Brother Andre, how you doing, brother? Simply. Randy ain't got no kids. So I don't want <laughs> She do got kids. She got that uh, black chihuahua. I mean, whatever you oh. Anyway. Oh, and shot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what Ron called Y'all not going to do this. That's why she got me <laughs> on here. To, so I, 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 no, you don't, I, I, don't, I, I, don't regulate. I don't regulate. No, I will get rid of you. Gotta, your life. Raise your hand to grown folks. You know what? We're going to have this next interview. Brother Andre, Aurelia, take it away. See how that works? See, see how she yeah, ain't running nothing? Ready. That's see what I mean. Mm. So watch your mouth. Watch she your mouth. She realize it. <laughs> you still don't know. We, we can't, can't hear you. you. We can't hear you. Wow. Exactly. Wait, so did y'all unmute me or what? You don't run the board. Uh, yeah. You don't, you don't run, run, run nothing. Run the watch when your mouth. When did y'all mute me? Yeah. When you was talking. Oh, wow. So go ahead. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, Andre. This, this is what we do. This is what we when do. Y'all good. Y'all good. Wow. Oh, girl, don't, 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 don't let Randy hype when you up to come up here doing nothing. Uh, Andre, welcome that. Black Education, bro. Welcome <laughs> Black Education, bro. Come on, hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, can you pronounce your last name for me? Is it Albert, Albertson? Oh, yeah, you got it. That's like on the first try there. To be a professional. All right, so we have Andre Albertson, a graduate of Florida A&M University. Come on, Radlers. He has become a nationally recognized investing nerd, he loves nerds, who helps people on building wealth through the stock market, REITs, and other items. He is the founder of the Millennials Next Door, a community dedicated to millennials building wealth to create financial freedom. In addition, Andre is also the host of the Flavor Podcast that focuses on many different flavors of investing within stocks, real estate, and entrepreneurship. We love that. Come on, Black Excellence. Andre is now a household name for ambitious millennials, that's us, who are ready to reach and redefine wealth. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Andre. Hey, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm, yo, I'm, I'm excited to get started. No, we appreciate, yes. energy, we, we appreciate energy. you coming in here. This is Absolutely. something that uh, we as Black people are really getting a ball rolling on finding other ways to make money outside of what we make from where we work. Uh, right. And then to have somebody that looks like us who can explain it and break it down is really what Black Educated and Broke is all about. I'm out of young, because I've been in the stock market. I'm, I'm, help me out, help me out. <laughs> Andre, yeah. billion dollars by next week. Make it happen. Uh-huh. You said just a billion dollars, right? That's it. Oh, <laughs> like oh big money, big money. <laughs> I like that. Come on, money. power in the word. You got to speak it. Man, yeah. I, I mean, just to answer that question, you can always, you know, sell all your belongings, invest in some cryptocurrency. You might get Good. lucky. I don't know. Right. That's, the, that's the thing, man. Like I hear a lot of people talk about crypto, but. I feel like it go up and down, up and down, up and down. I ain't, I ain't really. That's sure that's it. the stock market, son. If you're too scared, then it's, you know that's just it. That's a part of it. I don't know, man. I'm gonna say for crypto. First off, let me say my disclaimer for crypto. I'm not the biggest fan of it, mm-hmm. but just because there's like sixteen thousand cryptocurrencies out there, and only a few of them you know we actually talk about. You know, we know about Bitcoin, right. Ethereum, Shiba, Shiba, uh, Dogecoin, all that's that the stuff. Ron, Dogecoin, yeah. yeah, man, I, I just didn't get too many people get burnt on it. So, you know, like yeah. most of the times so they're investing it when it gets to the height, and then when they start selling, and they kind of you know left with the bag with a bunch of yeah. Shiba coin that they can't do nothing with. Yeah. Now, what but about now, this um, new EFT? What is it? Uh, what's the thing? NFTs. Called? NFTs. Yeah. Non-fungible tokens. Yeah. yeah. What's up with that? I don't understand that at all. You know, man, I won't be real. I'm not sure I understand it just yet. The way it looks to me is, you know, you can own an image, which is cool, but I think the real power comes from the membership behind it. So, like, the Bored Apes people, uh, those, you know, pretty much wealthy people, they can get invited to parties, um, other exclusive events. We um, talk to other membership people. So I can see from, like, a membership standpoint and say, hey, I own this image, let me inside the club. 
I get that. But as far as like, someone else wanting to buy it, it seems like if you are in a good organization where you gain benefits from your NFT, you get like into you know all these cool parties and whatnot, then yeah, I might say that might be a good investment. So, and I'll break it down. Like, let's say someone in Atlanta does an NFT for all these cool events, you know, all these ones that tickets get sold out for all the time. Mm-hmm. And let's say I own it and, you know, I'm 33. So I turn 35 in two years. I might be done with the club scene. So I might want to sell my NFT, AKA my membership to someone else. Hey, some 25 year old might buy that thing from me and buy it for a higher price than I paid for it. So that's I be the only time I can see NFTs being something I'd actually invest into. Yeah, they um like I was on them heavy when it first started, um, and then a lot of it's not as easy as it seems to buy. You can only purchase them through um, Ethereum. I think that's how you pronounce it. The ETH yep. of cryptocurrency. You can't purchase it through anything else. And like the value, like you gotta have blockchain with it. Like you can't just find one or make one and sell it. Like it's very very delicate especially going with the metaverse thing so it's a lot to it i think it's dying down a little bit not a lot of people are talking nfts um especially with this the scamming that was going on with it it's kind of died down uh but it's definitely still something you want to keep at least a close ear on even if you're not into it but watch it because they said the same thing about crypto and bitcoin and Mm -hmm. it went through the roof so um Investment is definitely a risk. I, I think I bought, not I think, I know for a fact I bought budget in the beginning of the pandemic for $20. I bought quite a few shares and it equaled 20 bucks. I sold mine for like 450 a couple months ago. Like it just okay, took off. Nice. So I was like, man, that's a, I spent $20. I'll take this. And all I did was reinvest it and bought Nike. I bought something else like it. That's, that's kind of, yeah. at least that's what I do. No, I mean, man, I say you got it down pretty much. Uh, so, of course, you know, investing does come with this risk. But mm-hmm. hey, so it's leaving that thing in a bank account, you know? Exactly. I mean, it's not even going to keep up with inflation nowadays. So, at the end not of the day, all. I understand the risk. So, I think that's one thing that we always need to be conscious about. And unfortunately, you got other influencers out there say, hey, I invested $1,000 and I'm a millionaire. They're making it seem way easier than mm-hmm. it is. Way easily. It ain't never been that easy. Never. Unless you just got luck. Not legally. <laughs> not legally. Yeah, not legally. <laughs> uh, oh, what cool. is your so tell us about REIT. All right, the REITs. Tell us what that is. So um, REITs, it stands for Real Estate Investment Trust. And we just call it REITs. So kind of like sweet, but they kind of put an R in the, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm gonna ask y'all like two quick questions. I probably ain't like trick questions or anything. So someone tell me for a post office, like the United States postal system, how do they make money? Selling stamps, uh, probably uh, tape, wrapping paper, boxes. Yeah. yeah, so easy answer. And then like for, let's say hospitals, how do they usually make money? Ah, facts like and that's it so like you got the postal system owned by the government and Mm. all those post offices buildings they rent them out from a company so this company is called a postal realty trust the Mm. publicly traded stock and they just went out these things to the united states postal service so anytime you've been in one of those buildings hey united states postal service is a tenant essentially same What's the name of the stock? I need to write that down. It's publicly traded. Oh, yeah. Uh, Postal Realty Trust. Postal Realty Postal Trust. Realty Trust. I'm putting in the chat just in case. All right, so you got that Thank one. You. Then, for like the hospital side, hospitals they ain't concerned about the building. They ain't trying to keep up with it or buy it. They'll focus on making money through surgeries and everything else, right? So for that company, there's one called Well Tower. They own... I don't say dozens or hundreds of hospitals and senior homes. And essentially that's how they make money. So the hospitals, they're paying rent just like any other tenant would. So that's mainly what a read is. I ain't gotta be nothing complicated. At the end of the day, it's just a bigger land landlord for these other companies. So I AMC, they pay their rent out just like everybody else. I think that main stock is called EPR properties. 
But um, at the end of the day, for these reads, you know, they're just pretty much landowners. So this has been my way of getting into real estate because I know y'all live in Atlanta. It's tough out here to get a house. It's I, crazy. Yeah, I ain't got that type of money to get into real estate. So yeah, I'd rather buy stocks in the meantime, to, you know, still get that exposure. And then like the top thing about REITs is they have to give 90% of their taxable income back to shareholders in the form of dividends. So that's why a lot of people usually like them. So, so you well, can get, now that's something that's dope. It's yeah, that's good. definitely new. That so is if, new, a new gen. If, Thanks if for I can uh, yeah. buy into Postal Swipe, the Postal Realty Trust, I can make dividends on that. Yep. That's wild. Yeah, I yeah and that. you know, it's crazy. Like, we don't really talk about this enough, especially in our community. I didn't learn that until I was working in a financial firm, you know, dealing with all these rich people making easy six figures. Only a few of them own maybe more than two houses. And mm. at the end of the day, they're just investing into REITs just the mm. same way that I'm doing now. So, you know, it, it's like something we don't talk about enough, but we really should because it's an easy investment. See, that's kind of like I was talking to uh, one of my fraternity brothers. We talk stocks. I let them, like, if I see something's trending or hot, I'd be like, check this out. But we were discussing instead of, you know, investing in strictly stocks, more so investing in the S&P 500. That way you can, your money is going into several different companies at once. And the return on those is much better than you would get on, you know, a specific stock. Big facts and a lot of times they're even safer. So I don't know, it's like we always get, I guess we can say that we always want to be doing like a sexy investing. So that's going to be like Tesla, Bitcoin, all mm. that fun stuff. But yeah. yo, index funds, they be making money too. They do make money. I have yeah. nothing against easy money. It's good money to me. I take it all Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, um, so for the index funds and ETFs, um, since you're just bringing them up, like I'm just taking a look at SPY. Like the past year is up 7%. That's not too bad for like some easy money. Honestly, in my book, you know, that's money that you can just kind of leave it, sit it there come back mm -hmm. in 10 years and probably be doubled up by then. So nothing too complicated. You are now tuned in to Black, Educated, and Broke. So That's what made questions. you want to go back and um, reach out to, I know you mentioned something like you, the only way you had to find out about this is by putting yourself in an environment. And unfortunately, the environment doesn't always look like us. So what inspired you to want to, you know, encourage us more to, to be more excited about this because because they definitely are and it's something that they yeah. teach their children and um just to put more excitement behind it that it's just making it mandatory within our community because i even see you went to take it on creating you know your own podcast and just giving back to us so what inspired you to want to do that you know i'd be real with y'all I, I get bored easily <laughs> mm -hmm. so i mean um that's honestly how this whole thing started like back in 2016 i've been in insurance for a while got bored with insurance started doing like a little small blog and it just took off from there. So I, I guess since I became an influencer by accident, none of this was planned, not at all. So the reason why I do like to give back though, is just cause to me, it's, it's just really fun, especially when you love what you do. So like learning about investments, sharing and being on social media, those are two things I love to do that I've been doing for a minute anyways. So now okay. I'm just able to kind of, you know, go ahead and do it from the other side. Say, hey, this is some good things you can look into. I ain't trying to charge no one, you know, like knock them over the head for any pricing or anything like that. It's just good information out there for free. So, you know, for those who want it and you're motivated, hey, you can do really well with it easily. So that's been like one of my major pushes that keep me going. Awesome. All right, plug the podcast. Plug it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so the podcast is called the Flavor Podcast. Mm -hmm. If y'all seen it, it's like a total rip off of Living Single. Y'all remember like I was um, just thinking Flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thing I thought was Living Single. So now my goal is to get Quill and Tifa on the show one day so I can thank her. But <laughs> I, like straight off rip off. But um, on the show, it's just me and my friend. We're talking about stock stories every Monday, and then we're actually gonna be doing a lot of rebranding coming up June. So we're going to have. The stocks on Monday, okay. Tuesday a real estate show, Wednesday will be a finance show, Thursday is going to be a regular personal finance show, and then Friday will be a regular wrap up of the stocks. 
So I think it's going to be like the first podcast that does like five episodes a week. And it just turns out that we're going to be all from HBCUs. So I'm excited. Nice. For oh, that you got some HBCU grads all on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. But up in this thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I'm excited. Well, we'll see how it goes. I, I just want to we'll put, push out as much content as I possibly can for everybody. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, just providing the information, like you said, uh, just being able to give back. But for a lot of people, I mean, even um, me, entrepreneurship is one thing that I am uh, into, uh, especially black business owners. But I mean, I don't, I don't know stocks like that. I and mean, real estate is just not an interest for me, but being able to know what to invest, because I mean, at the end of the day, you want to be able to bring in more income, as you said earlier, than just what you do for a living. Even if you make decent money, I mean, for me, you can't get enough. I, I need some more. <laughs> exactly. I, I ain't never got enough money. <laughs> never. never. And you know, um, in the market today, it's not exactly a bad time to buy, especially, you know, if you plan on holding the stock for the next few years. Right. It's just a good time to buy, in my opinion. Definitely. When the pandemic so hit and everything like started. Oh, I'm sorry. Say that question again. Sorry, Q. Go ahead. I was saying when the pandemic started and things started to tumble, that's when I really, you know, was was buying. Like, <clears throat> you can buy via Cash App. Some people don't know that. Um, and then you got Acorn. Um, and then I got other little stocks, things. I got Thinkorswim. Um, and it's something else that I use, and it's like a, a social media for stock. Like I have a, a watch list on ones that I'm keeping up with, and they're constantly talking about what's going on or what's going on. And then I can bounce over and see how my stock is doing or isn't doing, and maybe sell or trade or whatever, uh, kind of move yeah. it around like that. It's pretty informative. Now I can drop y'all the apps that I use, man. I don't know how interested y'all are in getting in it, but let me know. I can I can put y'all up on a little bit of game. Maybe not as much as brother Andre here, but I got the basics. No, <laughs> I, I that, look, that's what I'm just gonna listen to his podcast. I'm just okay. My bad. My bad. <laughs> 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 yeah, and that's what I was going through because I know, like, sometimes listening to it, like, somebody can they can tell you this is what I'm using or say we listen to the podcast. But some people they're visual learners. Um, do you actually do like visually? like screen share just to show like what you do as yeah. far as okay i mean if y'all want we can do that now too but um oh, no wow. so like i think i have a class coming up next tuesday on the 19th about just how to protect yourself from recession mm. so yeah it's just me going on there we just go through everything possible um and then q you mentioned some good apps there too i think another popular one is definitely robin hood which is publicly yeah. traded as well i got robin hood too yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think I got Robin Hood, I got maybe 2K with them. And then the majority of my money I have with Charles Schwab. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one that they don't want us to know about. Yeah. Some, somebody. Stock yeah. Twits. That's the name of the one. That's the, that's the Stock Twits. Stock Twits. So that, that's the one. It's like, I, if I could compare it to a social media, it's kind of like a Twitter, like where people is constantly posting. And like you can go into whichever um, stock that you're watching. And it's like, it goes so fast that you really can't keep up with it. That's how quickly people are posting about it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's pretty good though. No, it looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm about to sign up for it. You know, I'd be trying to keep up with the times, y'all. I'd be trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Charles Bob. I didn't hear about that until one of my like million billionaire friends put me on to that. Like Roth IRA. I was yeah. like, it's sad that. Yeah, that we don't $6,000 a year. Yeah. But yeah, I just that's found out this week that something that's better than that, too, though. Better than that. Yeah, than yeah hold on. Law. Here, I'm about to, <laughs> I screenshot it because I was, I was, I'm in a couple groups and <laughs> one of my fraternity we brothers. Feeding each other more of this, more wealth. We do. Wealth you just don't be here with us. <laughs> yeah, you like one of my fraternity brothers had commented on the post and uh he had put me up on a couple books and um where's the thing that he said let's see uh the book was called uh bank on yourself that helps mm -hmm. out um another good book is tax-free retirement 
And he said both referring to similar types of vehicle cash value life insurance. And that's something that we don't realize. Like life insurance isn't for when you die. It's for life. Like while you're living, like when you're putting money into your life insurance, like you can borrow against that money. Same with your right. 401k, untaxed. Like that is your money that you put in there. You can pull that money out and use it, pay yourself back interest to put it back in there. So it's not like you're paying interest to the bank and your money ain't going nowhere. Like I yeah, borrowed against my for yourself. Yeah, I borrowed against my 401k and with interest, I, it's gonna be thousands of dollars more than what I took. And so it's like, you know, that's something that we, we really don't talk about. But I'll screen, I'll send you the screenshot already so you can see what it is. Nothing. And, and go from there. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, you, you like we don't talk enough about any of these products, honestly, especially those retirement accounts. Right. Uh, we kind of know about the 401k, but after that, traditional IRA, Roth IRA, we don't really talk about because I love my Roth. I, I'm yeah. trying to meet that 6,000 every single year now. Every, every year, 6,000 a year. Mm -hmm. That's dope. Well, listen, we're going to have to let you go. All right, <laughs> but, plug, <laughs> but this is what I want you to do. I want you one more time. Um, plug your podcast, plug your social media, and as well as the um, the nonprofit. Yeah, the, um, the uh, millennials next door. Yeah, for sure. Um, so for anyone who does want to listen to the podcast, we're on all the major platforms. It's called the Flavor Podcast. Every Monday we have a new episode, typically every Wednesday. And, you know, those other segments I mentioned, you guys won't see them until Juneteenth this year. So that's going to be fun. And then as far as the Instagram, True Millennial Style, y'all, everything's on my Instagram links. So if you want to take a free class to sign up for my one coming up here next week, it's on there. And uh, my name on Instagram is The Millennials Next Door. And if you want to tell everybody, too, like, y'all be afraid to slide in the DMs. It's cool. I'm going to answer your questions. Yeah. As long as ain't nothing too strenuous, yeah, we, we can answer <laughs> some quick questions. Now, real, you don't be sending no stuff now. Devon, you see me? I'm like, <laughs> on my iPad, like. <laughs> Should I just nah, sit there right now? now. <laughs> we turn I'm on post notifications. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, man. With that whole algorithm thing, you got to. <laughs> yeah, you will miss some stuff, yeah. Mm. Well, we appreciate it, brother. Brother Andre. Fam, you, Millennials Next Door, Flavor Podcast is black, educated, and broke. What's good, Kings and Queens? Your boy Ron and Black Educated and Broke is back with a brand new season, and I'm back with a brand new update about our friends at the Green Toad Hemp Farm. The Green Toad Hemp Farm now has a brand new location right here in ATL, 825 McDaniel Street, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. And I got a brand new promo code for you to use, BEBATL2020, and you'll get 10% off. You can order on thegreentoadhempfarm.com, or you can go by their new location. The Green Toad Hemp Farm is the absolute best in all CBD products. They have smokable hemp flour, health and wellness, edibles, vapes. They even have products for pets. The Green Toe Hemp Farm will make sure that your CBD experiences, well, you know the rest. Yo, what's up, people? It's your boy Ali Sadiq from Comedy Central. Man, you know me. I'm black, educated, and broke as hell. I just want y'all to know, hey, man, keep listening to this podcast, Black, Educated, and Broke. It's your boy Ali Sadiq. Hey, man, get your cash up. Get your education up. And get your goddamn blackness up, Mike. I don't. I don't know if Aurelia was listening. We keep telling her that she's not running anything. I don't understand why she's jumping Oh, is she trying to gaslight hey. and call it yeah. sexy at the same time? This mm. the reason poodles don't run with pit bulls, baby. Ooh, all this, all this bark, 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 bark. No, oh, man. We just we had to let you. You just had to let her know right quick, man. But you know what? You can come back but, next week. Randy can take another week off. You know what I'm mean? saying? People gonna have an Easter week off. Everything. We'll, we'll see Randy in May. Easter is coming up. July. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you hear me? Y'all see her? Ray, what you say? Yeah, we can't hear you. They're ready to turn huh? your mic on. That's so okay. unprofessional. Turn your mic on. So unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> so unprofessional. Uh, unprofessional. Oh my gosh. Uh, How are they training people at talks these days? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what they're doing over there. Black know, know. We need to 
Unmuted. I don't know. This audition didn't go well. Right, we might need you. I've been part of the team. Don't ever play with me. What? Been part. Child black Tony don't ever come to work. Uh, you should have never gave me. Been part of the team since 2018, honey. Don't ever play with me. Oh, here she go. Anyway, black education. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Spotify is one of my favorites. Apple Podcast, SoundCloud. Uh, Google Podcast, follow us on social, Black Educated and Broke, Facebook, Instagram, BEP Podcast underscore ATL. That's on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube page and um, all that good stuff. All that good jazz. Well, that being said, we ain't got to go. We got to get the hell up out of here. All right, yes. Peace. Peace, love, and bless. <laughs> well, I'll be back. Maybe. You come back Maybe. next week. I, I yeah, get it. You come back, back all week. day, every day. Maybe. See y'all. Hey, Mike, she's not taking your place. See y'all in real life.